Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee faithfully served the Lord for more than seven decades, co-laboring with Watchman Nee in China in the first half of the 20th century, before continuing his ministry in Taiwan, later in America, and eventually over the entire earth. He spoke these weekly Life Study messages before thousands of people, and much of his speaking has been published as over 400 titles. These life studies are perhaps his most significant work, taking 21 years for him to complete, and we're happy today to be able to bring you selected portions from those messages. If you'd like to find out more about his ministry, about the life studies themselves, and Living Stream Ministry, please visit our website, lsm.org. Now let's join today's program. Leviticus, like several books in the Bible, mentions the ancient disease of leprosy. Why was leprosy given such attention in God's revelation to mankind? Well, leprosy is associated with one of the basic factors of man's sinful condition, and that is rebellion. Who among us is free from rebellion? Maybe not in dramatic outward demonstrations, but within, even in its most subtle manifestations, Rebellion lurks perpetually beneath the surface of almost every person. Rebellion is the topic of today's life study of the Bible from Leviticus. And here with us to look at rebellion and its symptoms is Francis Ball. Francis, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. I think we all have to say guilty to this one, don't we? Right. That's right. We've seen, Francis, that rebellion is typified by leprosy in the Bible. It's something that surrounds us without, it resides within, and it has all manner of Uh, forms of expression through our deeds, and we're going to see today, especially in our words. The reality is that rebellion is very closely identified with sin itself, and as we'll hear today, we could go farther perhaps and say that rebellion is associated with Satan himself. Chapter 13 in Leviticus talks about how leprosy affected the garments of the sufferer, beginning in verse 47 and reading a couple verses here. It says, the garment also that the infection of leprosy is in, whether it is a woolen garment or a linen garment, whether it is in warp or woof of linen or of wool, whether in a skin or in anything made of skin, if the infection is greenish or reddish in the garment or in the skin or in the warp or in the woof or in anything of the skin, it is the infection of leprosy and shall be shown to the priest. So here, Francis, we're focusing on in this first section today, is its outward effect an issue, and that affects us all, doesn't it? It certainly does. Its outward effect is uh, one thing that's brought out very much in this message. Why don't we go to Witness Lee, and then you and I will return for some uh, time to fellowship. Very good. Good. We come to the leprosy on closings. Firstly, this section covers man in leprosy. Now, it goes on to man's wearing what we wear, what we are clothed with. Also, could be possible to have leprosy. This signifies the filthiness of sin in one's outward living, contact, contact with people, and so forth. Garment or clothes or wearings in the Bible always 
signified outward conduct, daily living, and so forth. We all know in our Christian life we need two things nearly every day repentance and confession. You have to realize, suppose there's a day in your Christian life, in this day you do not have any repentance, any confession. You may think that it's a good day with you. You have to realize, no, that it's not a good day with you. I'd like to check with you, physically speaking, how many times do you wash your hands? The more you wash your hands, the less germs you will pick up. Now, as a Christian, do you believe that there could be a day that you don't need to repent and you need to confess of anything? I never had such a day. In uh, Brother Nee's teaching concerning the marriage life, she said, in your married life, this word sorry, 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 should be repeated again and again. If you don't know how to say sorry, you'll be prepared, firstly, to have a separation, secondly, to have a divorce. You suffer a separation, and you suffer a divorce just because you don't know this word, sorry. In your dictionary, Christian dictionary, sorry, S-O-R-Y, should be strongly printed there with bold letters. And to say sorry implies repentance and confession. So we Christians have to learn to live a holy life. We need a washing. And the washing comes from our repentance and confession. God's forgiveness always to his children has some terms and conditions. The main term and condition is our confession. And the confession comes out of repentance. Francis, uh, I think we both agree with him regarding the marriage life. We better learn this word and learn it early on, hadn't we? That's right. I'm thankful that that was brought to my attention early and uh, has been repeated a number of times to remind me. This problem, uh, as Leviticus describes it, the contamination of leprosy upon the garments, it indicates that our walk, our outward walk, our behavior is all the time being affected by this very inward condition, this condition of sin that resides in all of us. There's a very practical solution, Francis, for this problem that the Lord has afforded us. But all too often, for many if not most of us, we fail to take advantage of this solution. Let's talk about just how we can maintain fellowship, not just with our wives, but with the Lord especially, in spite of the condition of sin that resides within us. Yes, I was very much impressed too, Chris, with this portion because uh, he does give us a way to keep in fellowship even though we do fail so much. And as he said, never a day you don't need to repent. Right. So this way to keep in fellowship and to keep uh, a oneness with our wives, as he brought out, mm-hmm. is a way of repentance and confession. This is uh, very clear in the Bible because this sin, this indwelt sin, continually comes out, which is uh, 
illustrated here are typified by the garments that were worn and how they became leprous. Mm-hmm. So when we have that kind of experience, we realize our fellowship is not not so good, but we need to repent and confess. Even in 1 John, you have that verse, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So even in that portion in Leviticus that we're on today, there are reminders that we need to practice this. If we practice this matter of confessing, repenting, and and washing, we need the washing of the Word. We need the washing of, of our repentance all the time. You know, I don't know how many uh, believers, Christians, there are out there who go an entire day without ever coming to the Lord to confess, to repent. I think we're going to see in a coming section, we may think this was kind of a victorious day if we haven't done anything so terrible that uh, we had to go to the Lord to confess. But really, if that's our condition, uh, we're suffering the effects of leprosy and really are not uh, keen enough to recognize it. And this is a, a very dangerous situation, isn't it? Yeah, because you don't realize what you're doing because it's something within us. It's not something that we stop and consider whether we should do this or not. But they're just sinful things and sinful attitudes and and breaking of the fellowship unconsciously. So we need this kind of repentance, confession, washing. Francis, uh, I was reminded a number of Bible teachers have brought out the fact, and certainly Watchman E and Witness Lee both have, have brought this to our attention, the real meaning of repentance is to have a change of direction. It's not uh, perhaps the kind of religious uh, connotation that we naturally give it, but it means that we're walking in a certain path and the Lord brings something to our realization and we just have a complete turn, a change of direction. And uh, many times, uh, a dozen times a day, we need this kind of experience, don't we? I do. It's it's a big help, this kind of word. Yeah. And very seldom you can find that kind of uh, interpretation that really makes this practical to us. To repent is not to do some kind of religious uh, paraphernalia, right. you know, activities, but it's simply, as you said, to have a turn, a realization that we're off track and turn back, Lord, I'm sorry, and even wife, I'm sorry. Right. Francis, we have a really uh, good section just ahead. Let's go back to Witness Lee. Leprosy is a synonym to the word sin. And sin is a synonym to the word rebellion. Rebellion. In the entire universe, sin is rebellion. Actually, in the entire universe, in heaven and earth, there's only one sin. Not many sins. There's one sin. That's rebellion. Rebellion. And uh, you look at uh, the uh, principles set up by God in his creation. That is, everything is in order. To be in order is related to certain kind of authority. You think about the USA. Suppose you take away authority from the USA, you will become what? A mess. Full of rivals, full of robbers, full of stealers. There's no absolute perfection, but comparatively speaking, USA is a country in order. A little man, policeman, with his uniform standing on the street, every driver has to listen to him. Everyone, even mayor, even the governor, 
of the state still has to listen to small policemen. What is this? This is the outer under the authority. In the school, you could see the authority. In the family, you could see the authority. In everywhere in the universe, you could see authority. Then what is rebellion? Rebellion is just to rebel against the authority. Actually, in the divine sense, authority is a synonym of God. God and authority. These two are synonyms. What is authority in this universe? God. Who is authority in this universe? God. Who is God? God is the very authority in this universe who tried to break. The authority never got broken. Divine authority still re remains, but Satan tried, and he had tried to break this authority, but he didn't make it. He didn't make it. Rather, he got judged. They're saying, we are God's created people, and we are God's chosen people, and we are God's redeemed people, and we are God's saved people. Even today, we become God's regenerated children. So we must be the most what, submissive one, obedient one. Do you remember Romans 5 says, what is sin? Sin is just to be disobedient. Sin, right? Sin came into the human race through what? Through the disobedience of Adam. What is disobedience? That is a synonym of rebellion, right? Disobedience is rebellion. And rebellion, I tell you, is a synonym of Satan. How authority, this word, is a synonym of God, so the word rebellion is a synonym of Satan. Francis, this word helped me a great deal when I was a young believer, uh, just out of a very rebellious uh, generation where rebellion was rampant, and uh, I think there was some saving in the, this kind of word. Authority is a synonym for God. And conversely, that rebellion is associated with Satan. It's clear, I think, from this that all of our sins outwardly really are the result of that inward rebellion that uh, lurks within all of us, isn't it? That's right. The rebellious one was Satan himself. And because of his rebellion, he was judged. So uh, we have to realize that rebellion is not only something so outward like a uh, well, like a, a scene on the street where people are rebelling against the government or rebelling against a yeah. certain kind of action. It's not just that. It's those little things that are in us that come out of us because rebellion is in our nature. Our fallen nature is a rebellious nature so that uh, we really need the grace of the Lord. We need the, the, re, the constant repenting to the Lord so that we are willing to deal with this kind of rebellion that's in us. What about his word here, Francis, that authority and rebellion are synonyms uh, for God and for Satan? This is quite striking. That really struck me, too, that uh, when you say rebellion, you mean Satan. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that, that's who's in us. We, 
we have to realize, and I think anyone honest would certainly realize that we're rebellious, just naturally. Most authorities come to us in such a way that we have learned how to deal with them, and so we respond in a polite way. Right. But actually, what we really feel is, no, I don't want to do that, or you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> so I think this is, a, this is the nature of this rebellious nature that is in us. It's just the reacts to authority. Well, Francis, let's go on. In our final section today, we want to come back to something we touched in the first portion. And that is on those days when we don't have any realization of a serious offense and uh, we may feel a kind of a sense of pride. Spiritually, we had a great day, seemingly. But uh, we're going to get some light, I think, in this coming section that will give us all pause. And we're going to realize, I think, just how easy it is for us to be tripped up by even something as innocent as a polite, everyday conversation. Right. Let's go back to Witness Lee. These chapter, such a chapter, would always humble us. Always humble us. We are just such a person. Leprosy. We are all together leprous. We are just the totality of a rebellion, I tell you the truth. So, learn to live a life of repentance and of confession and of dealing and of elimination. All the time, every day, repent and confess and deal with your shortcomings and just try the best, cut off a part of your being by the cross of Christ. Then you may live a holy life. If we are going to live a holy life, we need to repent, confess all the day long. It's not too much to say. We need all the day doing nothing but repenting and confessing. We are just such a person. You know Isaiah? His experience, when he saw the glory of Christ, what he said, I am a man of unclean lips among the people of uncleanness. And James says, if you can control, restrain your tongue, you must be the most perfect person. Just our lips and the tongue. You don't know these two organs made how much trouble. Just the lips, just the tongue. The best way to be holy is to be dumb. <laughs> don't speak. Whenever you speak, you cannot escape sinning. Learn to be dumb. Nothing to say. Because I have found out whatever I say, there must be something sinful that needs me to repent of and to confess of. This is us. We are just like this. I hope that you all see in chapter 12, we are totally uncleanness. In chapter 13, we are totally leprosy. And leprosy is just sin. And sin is just rebellion. Francis, there are many ways I guess an infinite number of ways that our inward sinful condition gets expressed, but surely none so troublesome as those that come from this little member that he described or these two little members, the tongue and the lips. 
Here's the testimony of one who walked with the Lord every day for more than 70 years. And according to his word, the best solution is simply for us to learn to be dumb, to be silent. I think we're all in the process of learning that same lesson, aren't we? I hope we're in the process of learning that same lesson because I know my tongue is a my when James points out what the tongue is like it really uh yeah. makes you realize that he hit on the right point there it's a it's an evil uncontrollable evil yeah uh to say we should be dumb it kind of makes me wonder then what what are we going to do <laughs> because we're encouraged to speak but I think if we just speak the things of the word of god and we would restrict ourselves to those kind of things. We would save ourselves a lot of uh, rebellion, a lot of uh, outward activities that would cause a lot of trouble. But to say, just be dumb, silent, this is true, just like Brother Lee pointed it out. But this uh, really calls for our realization and our enlightenment yeah. that within us is a certain kind of evil automatic reaction that when our tongue voices it, it comes out as a rebellious thing, as sinful, and even an expression of Satan. So it's better to be quiet than to let the rebellion come out. But that's one of the reasons we have to keep confessing and repenting. Mm -hmm. I think if we couple this section uh, and the truth here with the one we got in that first portion about learning to say, sorry, 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 um, that's sometimes the only word that we really should be speaking at that time, isn't it, is uh, sorry because of what has just popped out of our mouth a moment before. This tongue is a tricky thing. That's right. It certainly uh, gets us in more trouble than we could ever imagine, even when we have no intention of doing or saying anything uh, you know, that strays from God's, the mark of God's economy. It just is so spontaneous what pops out because uh, of what is lurking in there all the time, this sinful, rebellious leprosy that we saw a moment ago. That's right. That's what's in us, and that's what will come out if we're not careful. Well, even you try to be careful, yeah. this is something kind of spontaneously comes out. And therefore, it is necessary. We repent and we confess, and we learn to say sorry because these things will come out. We just uh, like to wash away all that kind of uh, activity and all that kind of speaking. Hmm. Francis, you and I were talking before we uh, began recording today how vital or how crucial these printed messages in Leviticus are, and so many of our listeners would benefit greatly from having these uh, to be able to study and follow along with each day and really to dive into these matters for themselves. I think you'd join me in recommending once again that uh, anyone who is able contact us about receiving these printed messages. I think without getting these printed messages, particularly on this line that we're in now in Leviticus, it would be hard for people to relate to some of the things we're saying. Because sometimes it sounds like we mean for you to use more self-effort to try to improve yourself. But when you get into these written messages, you really find out how all these things fit together to uh, cause us to really trust the Lord, right. to love the Lord, to enjoy the Lord but at the same time to deal with this kind of thing that we've been on today. Francis, thank you for your help today. Thank you for allowing me to be in on this kind of uh, fellowship. We'd love to have you back as soon as you're able. Very good. I look forward to that. Okay, we talked about the Life Study Messages. I should give you the telephone number and our mailing address and our email address so that you can contact us to find out about how to receive them. It's one eight eight eight. Life study. That's toll free, 888 543 3788. 
Our mailing address is Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. And our email address is radio at lsm.org. We'd love very much to hear from you. Whether or not uh, you're interested in getting one of these printed messages or printed books, uh, do contact us just to fellowship and let us know your impressions and the light that you're receiving from these messages. So please do take time to contact us. Our toll-free number again, 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. For Francis Ball today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. The focus of Living Stream is the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two co-laborers with the Lord in China in the first half of the 20th century. After World War II, Witness Lee brought this ministry first to Taiwan, then later to North America and eventually to the entire world. For more than 20 years, he spoke these life study messages, unveiling how each book of the Bible shows God's eternal plan. God, through Christ, wants to dispense his life and nature into redeemed man so that man would become God's expression, enlargement, counterpart, and habitation. These studies go far beyond mere doctrine and unveil a personal, practical, and experiential Christ. In these short 26-minute programs, we summarize and condense Witness Lee's rich speaking. But to enjoy all the riches in these messages, we hope you'll visit our website at lifestudy.com. There, you can read all of the Life Study messages absolutely free of charge. You can even create your own Life Study reading schedule or download more Life Study audio programs just like this one and all at no cost. Again, the website, lifestudy.com. Thanks for listening.